Possibly one of the greatest challenges in the Jewish calendar is this period of the three weeks during which we are supposed to be mourning for the loss of the Bet Midash. The question that plagues many of us is just how is it possible to mourn for something that we never experienced? How is it possible for us to be able to even relate to the loss of the Bet Midash if we never even had it in the first place? These questions trouble me every year as we approach this three-week period. But this year, it struck me that given our experiences over the last few months, these questions are no longer so troubling. You see, up to a couple of months ago, life as we knew it then was fairly comfortable and secure for most. Yes, of course there were problems, but the average person in the developed world had plenty to be happy with. Materially, the world had never known it better. Even spiritually, the Torah world had just celebrated the Siyumashas in an epic way. Across the globe, Torah learning was growing exponentially as more people were encouraged to jump on the train. Thoughts of Galut and Gula were simply not on the mind of the average individual. Who needed redemption when things were so good? And so it's no surprise that come this time of the year, we struggled greatly to properly mourn the Bet Midash and truly yearn for Mashiach. What exactly were we missing? But then along came the worldwide pandemic wrecking havoc across humanity. In an instant, this whole picture of comfort and security overturned. People were scared to step out of their own homes for fear of being infected. Formerly sound businesses and secure livelihoods became history overnight. Basic fundamentals of life such as social interaction, entertainment and travel all came to a sudden halt. Unfortunately, Amizer did not escape this virus's destructive path either. All over the world, precious Neshamot had been taken from us. Countless Jews are now struggling to put bread on the table. And this is just the beginning. There is no knowing how much pain we will still have to suffer before this virus ends. The spiritual picture is no better. For months, our shuls and yeshivot, normally bustling with Torah and tefillah around the clock, lay desolate. And even as we slowly emerge from lockdown, it is still not the same. Small minyanim and gatherings have become the order of the day. This is but a shadow of the former glory that once inhabited our holy places. True, we have all made an effort to maintain our standards of prayer and keep up with our learning and schedules. But who can say they haven't been affected by these closures? Who can look at our empty or half-empty yeshivot and kolalim worldwide and not be saddened by their state? Boys and girls who are normally thriving in the environs of their rabbanim and teachers have been left stranded, struggling to keep up on their own. If ever there was a time in recent history where we are reminded of what it means to be in Galut, it is right now when our pain physically, materially and spiritually is at its height. Yes, it's true. We don't know what it's like to have a better Midash, but we do know what it is like to have shuls, yeshivot and batei medashim. And when this was suddenly torn away from us, we all felt the trauma and pain of loss. On a micro level, we experienced a choban of our own, of which we yet still have to recover. The Torah world is still reeling from the effects of lockdown. The pain of this choban is raw and fresh. We desperately need the Gola now in order to reinstate the, the Torah to its glory. The story is told about the Chafetz Chaim. It was towards the end of his life. 
he was very weak and frail and in order to give him some much needed rest the family took him for a few weeks to a summer retreat. During the week only a select group of Talmudim were allowed to join him for the tefillot. However, on Shabbat afternoon, late into the evening, the doors were opened to allow for others to come and hear the Chafetz Chaim's words of Torah. On one of these occasions, the Chafetz Chaim began talking about the Gula. He turned to those gathered around him and asked the following question. We have seen the fruition of all the signs that the Chachamim foretold will happen before the coming of Mashiach. Poverty is rampant. Daily, new decrees are being decreed against us, bringing upon us untold suffering. And yet Mashiach is not coming. Why not? He answered by quoting a pasuk in Micha, which describes the final redemption as being the same as what we witnessed by the redemption from Egypt. Said the Chafetz Chaim, if we, if we revisit what happened then, we see that the Jewish people had already been enslaved for decades by the time Moshe Rabbeinu, the saviour was born. Moshe Rabbeinu grew up and still the years of terrible oppression continued to go by with no change. The suffering was huge, the pain immense and yet the situation just continued, continued to deteriorate further. It was only when the people cried out in pain to Hashem did the ball of redemption begin to roll. Only then did Hashem appear to Moshe and present him with the mission of leading the people out of Mitzrayim. Said the Chafetz Chaim, we too are suffering terribly. The time of the redemption has long come. But as we saw by Galut Mitzrayim, without crying out to Hashem, nothing is going to change. Hashem is waiting for our cries. The Chafetz Chaim then paused for a moment and added that in his view, if he would travel to Vilna to meet up with the great Chaim Moiseh and they would together sign a declaration calling on the masses to cry out to Hashem, then this could surely make a difference to bring about the redemption. As soon as Shabbat was over, the Chafetz Chaim asked his family members to organise a wagon to take him to Vilna. Fearing for his health, they insisted on waiting till the next morning. Morning came and again the Chafetz Chaim stood by the door waiting to leave. The family tried to dissuade him from making the trip in the condition he was, but to no avail. Seeing how resolute he was, the family paid the wagon driver to stay away. Time passed and eventually realising that he wasn't going to be able to make the journey, the Chafetz Chaim sighed and said, Unfortunately, the Kula has once again been postponed. My dear friends, this story happened almost a century ago. Unfortunately, as the Chafetz Chaim said, the coming of Mashiach was postponed and as a result of this delay, Amisel has suffered enormously. Hashem is waiting for us. He is waiting for us to cry out to him in order to send the Gula. Amisel is suffering at all levels. We need the Gula now. Let's not squander this opportunity by repeating what happened a century ago. We cannot afford to further postpone the coming of Mashiach. Our destiny is in our hands. It is up to us to take action. If we cry out to Hashem, He will respond. And Bezat Hashem, we will merit the Geulah Shelema Bekarov.